going on, Nate? Not much, man. Dude, I have a lot to share, though. All right, all right. What, what do you What do you got for me? I uh, so I'm actually not in New York this week. I am traveling down in the South. Something that I know really, that we're you in can, the South. You, I'm in. I am currently. Currently, I'm in Louisiana. But uh, we actually flew into Texas and uh, Houston. We've been in Southeast Texas for a while, uh, going back there tomorrow. But right now I'm in Louisiana, and I gotta say uh, I'm loving the South so far. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I've been trying everything. What, what, what is it about it that you love? Uh, so uh, I definitely like the stereotype accents. Everything is a lifted truck, no questions mm-hmm. asked. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I love my, you know, love some good Waffle House. Waffle House is always a big, I'm a big fan of that. Oh, God bless. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else I've been going through. So uh, also with Louisiana, I just had uh, Cajun food and not just any old Cajun food. Um, I've never really had crawfish before. Like I've had it here and there, but I've never sat down and had like true crawfish. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fantastic. Cajun crawfish is where it's at. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, you can you can probably relate to some yeah. of this because you're you've been in Atlanta, Georgia for you know for some time. Uh, I mean, have you yeah. ever ventured down to Southeast Texas, Louisiana area? No, not not in that area. Um, just the uh, southeast, really. Ooh, nice. Yeah, never the south or no, never the mid south. Yeah, it's uh, it has been a it has been a fun trip so far. Uh, so. I'm going to start off with the whole story. So this is the week that that we had to go down. We're filming a small documentary. So even in the life of what's going on is uh, this week I switched from software engineer to audio engineer. So still an engineer technically, right. but definitely switched, switched gears. Uh, flew down out of JFK, so crazy. Took a bus from Albany to New York City, like 9 o'clock at night. Right. Um, got to... Oh, yeah, I got to New York City around 12 o'clock. Of course, went to a bar while we're down there just hanging out. Um, and then right. had to be at JFK probably 5.30 in the morning. Um, so literally, we got Oof. a hotel and just stayed there for probably slept three hours and then went to the airport. Um, however, it's all okay because it wasn't just a normal flight experience. It was Delta first class Delta Sky Lounge type of trip. Oh, oh, now that now that's a good experience right there. Yeah, I uh, I've never flown first class before, so this this experience was right. a. Uh, I won't do it all the time. However, uh, it was definitely worth it for this trip. It was a long long plane ride. Like, what are the upgrades that uh, you get with that? I've never been first class personally. You know, it's just too expensive. But like, what do you get? Yeah. Uh, so we we lucked out flying out of, out of JFK, and it gave us actually like a pretty big plane. So nothing that you'd normally see just flying, you know, um, state to state. But uh, I mean, mm-hmm. leg room to the point where you can like lay your seat down like a bed, and you're not bothering anyone. Um, f- free drinks. Uh, I got breakfast on the plane and it wasn't like just some crappy breakfast. It was actually good. Um, mm. So that was, I had a chicken burrito. It was great. Uh, for breakfast. For breakfast. Chicken sausage burrito. And it was awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, the story continues with the the Delta Sky Lounge. So uh, we also, when we left, I don't know if you got hit by it at all, but when 
we left Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, we missed a eight to twelve inch snowstorm. Uh, right. So yeah. it's been it was cold up to that day, but I was happy we got to we had a layover in Atlanta, so we went to the Sky Lounge while we're there, and it's like four, 45 right. degrees out in Atlanta. But uh, the Sky Lounge yeah. had like a patio area, and I just sitting outside, mm-hmm. coat off, just pretending like it's summer. That's how that's how warm it was from where I was coming. Right. Cause, well, 45 is balmy. 45 is balmy to upstate New York yeah, people. Yeah, that's you know? like shorts, like hang out. us, that we, we grew up in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's shorts and, shorts and a hoodie weather for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily, easily. So it was just great to get off the plane and be like, ah, this easily, is kind of yeah. warm. I'm okay with this. Right. Meanwhile, everybody else is looking at you like, what the heck are you yeah. doing? Like, looking at you like, you got two heads. Like, yeah. it's just not for them down there. You know, one, it's just snow. Yeah. Schools are closed. Everybody's shut down. Yeah. Even yesterday in Texas, Milk there were people. Bread are off the shelves like crazy. You know, it's just Yeah. It's people nuts. were bundled up outside and I'm just in a t-shirt. Like, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, 40 mm-hmm. degrees. This is awesome. Right. Um, right. So, you know, that's yeah. good. That flight was good. We got to... Uh, Texas, Houston's a um, cool city. Never been before, so that was cool. Uh, drove out to uh, Beaumont uh, was the other town that we were in. Met up with some friends there and got to hang out with a couple guys I haven't seen in a while and uh, have some really good local Texas beer. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the one beer that I had, uh, but it w- I think it was called uh, a St. Arnold. It was... a uh, I mean, it was, if you want to classify like Christianity, Texas, it's a beer called St. Arnold, which is this cartoon Jesus on the side. And it was, it was still a good beer, but it was just, I was like, perfect. I love it. This is a good state. <laughs> That's the Bible exactly. belt for you right there. Exactly. <laughs> so man i don't know uh what you've been up to but that's been that's been my week uh, i don't know if yours has been just as exciting not as exciting i don't i don't know eh, i mean if i was an eagles fan it would have been exciting Ooh, i'll tell you yeah. that much but let's talk about the Super um so yeah yeah that was a that was a fun one because like monday morning come in and everybody's just like you know the two patriots fans are they're all just like staring are at you talking them, about in your office like, you know, giving them crap about it. Yeah, in my office, oh, they're just giving great. them crap. You know, but oh, that's everybody great. was happy about it. Me- meanwhile, Philadelphia as a city is burning down. Well, not really, honestly. It was pretty tame compared to what they've done in the past. But you know, just a few light bulbs down, a few uh, traffic lights. They they only flipped one car. Okay, only one. All right, that's not that bad. All right, it I guess been that's three. good for that. Time, it could have been you know? three, but. Uh, they lit a Christmas tree on fire for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was sure one of those things one. where when the, when the Eagles won, it was, we're sitting there we're like, well, we should probably tell our kids that this is the last they'll ever see of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then, um, today was, we're, we're recording this on, uh, the Thursday before this gets released, um, for our listeners sake. So, you know, um, the parade was today, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so a couple of people went to there, um, from our office, but they were handing out free Bud Light to everybody, and everybody was drunk. And from what I've seen on Snapchat, it's just well, that's what I, it, it's another. They're burning it down tonight again. I guarantee yeah, I, you. I'm not it's there right now, but I'm drinking Bud Light with them in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's water. You're, you're drinking water. 
That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, I'll I'll hand it to Bud Light. They they had a nice uh, marketing campaign. They wrote, they wrote "Dilly Dilly" in the sky. Actually, no, excuse me, "Philly Philly" in the sky in with an airplane the, for the for the parade. Yeah, for the parade over over all over like. Um, I don't know if you know Philly, but the, uh, the no. museum, oh, I forget what the name of it is. I think it's like natural something or other museum. It's where the Rocky steps are. Anyway, oh, okay. over the Rocky steps is where the end of the parade route was. And they, you know, have all speeches, whatever. That's where they're writing the Philly, Philly, dilly, dilly in the sky with. That's that, great. Yeah. So, uh, did yeah, they have we were the, watching uh, the, um, do they have the Bud Knight at the top of the stairs there? No, they did not. I was very, I was upset about that, but I mean, we were, so we were watching the, um, we were watching the live broadcast on like NBC sports Philly, uh, in mm-hmm. our, uh, break room. Um, and they were interviewing, I forget who, one of the Philly players. And then he just ducks down and you see a Bud Light can whiz by his head. And he's just like, Oh, well that, that's Philly. For, you know, that's Philly for you. And he was just like, so calm, nonchalant about it. He was just like expecting to get thrown. Didn't even matter to him. At him. Like it was nothing. No, it didn't that's even matter good. to him. Um, and then one of the Philly players, uh, dressed up like a mummer. I don't know if you know what a mummer is, but I, I don't um, what, fill me in. What's a m- mummer? Uh, oh gosh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like dudes who dress up very interesting. It's like Mardi Gras, but more flamboyant. If you know, if you know what I mean, you'll have to Google it, I guess. So it's uh, a, it's a gay Mardi Gras. Yeah. Except nobody who does, uh, although not many people who do are gay. Oh, you know? okay. So it's, it's really interesting. It, it's cross-dressing. It's always on New Year's day. New Year's um, day. Because, because, yeah, because it, it started as a tradition of like all the drunk people would get up and like you know dress up crazy, and, and while they're hungover, they're going through the streets, you know, partying for New Year's Day. Interesting. I yeah, they, they live broadcast it and around in the greater Philly area. I've so, never heard that before. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Yeah, look yeah, it up. interesting. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but like. But yeah, it, it surprisingly Philly was pretty tame. But we'll, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see what happens tonight. I don't know. Maybe a couple more. Yeah, that's uh, cars flip over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who much. knows? The be- the best part was listening to the police scanner after. That was that was honestly the most inter- entertaining. You part would of be Sunday the guy to after the Super Bowl turn on the police scanner for Philadelphia to see how bad it was. <laughs> Well, everybody on Twitter is just like, yo, they just, they just said um, somebody just lit a Christmas tree. When I heard on uh, Twitter that somebody lit a Christmas tree on fire, you know it's going to be an awesome oh police my scanner gosh. night right there. Like I think it was like 40,000 people were listening to it. And then they're just like, yeah, we got like 20,000 college kids coming down Broad Street. We need some backup here. And, <laughs> they, and they're just like, yeah, we're pretty, we're spread pretty thin. I, um, they, they're flipping a car and they're on a – garbage trucks too apparently it's one woman she just like ran into something passed out and they're like oh we're gonna need an ambulance over here she got up and just like sprinted off cheering because you know she was so hyped for the eagles to win but oh my gosh yeah, yeah. well that's, that's good i'm glad you enjoyed the super bowl sat around your living room listening to the police scanner for mm-hmm. a different town yep. you know yeah that's that's, uh, that's when you know sounds like a good night to me oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and of course uh, we have yeah, we have to bring was, it up. So you were obviously you were obviously rooting for the Eagles. Yeah, because anybody but Patriots, right? obviously. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I was I was more towards the Eagles, but I was uh, I was really just looking for a good game. Which it was a good game, 
both teams played well. Mm-hmm. It was a fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I will say, even though it was more towards the Eagles side, there were a couple calls that uh, there was the two the two red flags. The second one should have been overturned. I don't know which one, if you know which one I'm talking about. The one with the uh, the touchdown in the back, whether or not he had two feet in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. The one where Chris Collinsworth was just like, there's no way he did it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, come on, Chris. Put it back in your yeah. pants. Come on now. But Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I thought that was a bad call, but, um, you know, good for the Eagles at yeah. this point, whatever. Uh, commercials were pretty good, I thought. I mean, that was... <sighs> Yeah, no one can see us right now, but I guess we're technically a tight ad. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm wearing some clean clothes. I just put it, took out of the laundry using Tide, so uh, I guess it is a tight ad. Boom, boom. There you go. Engineer what? Sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us, Tide, if you're listening. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, and, and like even even when Eli and OBJ were dancing, there, you know, it's like, is this a tight ad? You know, because they, they're doing like. Uh, crap, I forget what it, uh, time of my life song. I forget what it's called. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they were, you know, they were doing, they're doing dancer team, the whole team is great. It's like a tight ad, but no, yeah, turn around no, the NFL yeah. ad. Yeah, and even then, I was, uh, the only other part of the game that I was like really looking forward to was, uh, the last five seconds or so, just waiting to see if Gronk would catch that ball. I, not that I was mm. rooting for the Patriots, yeah. Mary. but man, would that have would that have would that have been a play? I mean, then they would have to do another two, uh, two do a two point conversion too. I mean, it, it could have been Brady right. could have done it if Gronk caught right. that, but that and then that would have been insane to go overtime. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely would have been, but it would have still just been one of those things where me rooting for a good game would have been like, of course, of course, the Patriots at the last second would throw it halfway down mm-hmm. the field and just be set to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. And if anybody can hear stuff in uh, anything, if anybody can hear something in the uh, background of Nate's mic, that's uh, that's his pastor, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If yeah, if you guys can anything, we're uh, I'm in a hotel room down in Louisiana right now, and I've uh, been doing this documentary with a, a good friend of mine, Michael Moore. Um, so we've been. He's actually from Texas uh, and knows this town. Like he's driving around without a GPS, and I'm just like, it's still weird. Um, so he's been taking me everywhere. I thought he was from Atlanta. No, he was from Texas. He's from Orange County. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Why did I think he was from Atlanta? Is he a Braves fan? No, I, I don't know. His no, his dad's his dad's from I don't Atlanta. Know who I'm thinking of. Anyway. That's probably what you're thinking of. His dad's from Atlanta. Oh, uh, that's yeah. probably okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So either way, uh, you know, he's from Orange County. He's been living down here, and uh, or not living down here, but he's you know he lived here when he was younger. So he's been bringing me around and stuff. Uh, even where we got the crawfish is apparently this amazing place. We have anyone listen from Louisiana called uh, Steamboat Bills, um, but apparently they're like the number one thing in seafood down here. And I will admit it was probably the best food I've had since I'm on this trip for sure. Uh, and that's where we had the crawfish. But it was just he's bringing me around to all these different places, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun trip so far. Really getting to know the South well, so uh, pretty good. And I think I'm coming back in a month and a half anyway. I'm coming back to Texas for for work next time, but still coming back to Texas kind of more experienced than I am now. So, 
Is that for uh, what conference is that for? I forget what you said. Uh, I'm actually not going for a conference. I'm going for uh, yeah. our headquarters is in Plano, Texas. Plano, Plano. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so I gotta. Plano. I have to meet with a few people. It looks like, but uh, if I do come back, I'll, hmm. I get to come back to Texas a little more experienced than the first time. But I'll probably still just be the guy who goes to Waffle House. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fail safe. You, you know, if you're ever just drunk, I know Waffle House. It's, if you're sober, Waffle House. Yeah. If you're not even hungry, Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yeah. You know, it's, it's go to. It is. It's always there for you. We'll do they have, I know they definitely don't have them in New York because we're just way too far north. Do they have Waffle House oh, yeah. where you are or is that you're still too far north? Oh, yeah. Got one a half mile from me. Oh, I'm jealous now. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. And I, I uh, got one. Got one of those half mile from me, and then ch- where I work, there's a Chick Fil A about five minutes. Yeah, uh, I've been having Chick Fil A too. Chick Fil A is awesome. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the other. We don't have any like. Unfortunately, we don't have any like Zaxby's or Bojangles. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any Zaxby's down here. Um, supposedly, well, they're in Zaxby's downtown. Is a, oh, really? I thought yes. Yeah, well, Zaxby's, I believe, is the is a local Atlanta chain that they're pretty much based. They're pretty much uh, just around the Atlanta area, gotcha. and then they're scattered throughout the South too, but yeah. mainly in Atlanta. Whereas Bojangles is more, I believe, is more just general South. Yeah, but, I've seen I've seen Bojangles, yeah. and uh, there's a small franchise down here called uh, Papados, Papa something. Hmm. I think it's called Papados, but it's a uh, it's a it's a restaurant that's like a just a small franchise for for uh, Texas. But they have um, tried this new thing called Boudin. Have you had Boudin before? Uh, I don't think so. What, so what is Boudin is, from my understanding, so it's like a uh, it is a kind of it's like a sausage. Um, but I'm, let me try to see. I'm going to totally butcher what's in it. Um, but it's they it's a pretty thing. So it's uh the kind of boudin we had was like chicken boudin, um just some sort of sausage, but what they, they wrap it in um is pig intestines and then they like cook it in pig's blood sometimes or some other thing. Um I'm probably totally butchering this and Michael's mm-hmm. gonna listen to the podcast later and like, be like, Oh my god, you idiot. Um but it's it's something like that where when you hear all the ingredients of what it is being pig and all that, you're like, oh god, why would I ever eat this? But um, I've had it twice so far. Oh. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah. Oh, blood sausage. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, sausage. that makes sense. Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I've, I yep. have actually had that yep. in Germany. Yes, when I was in Germany for yeah. about but a month. But it's good. Yep, I had that, and just a different yeah. word for it. Um, it is interesting to say the least. You're like, oh god, yeah, why would I? Eat it that? is good. It's just like when you see blood sausage on the menu, you know, um, you're like, what, what, is, what even? Or blood pudding, or you know, something like that. It's just like, what in the world is that? You know? Oh, see, blood pudding just makes it even worse because blood sausage. I'm thinking like, all right, cool. It's it's sausage. I like sausage. Blood. Okay, maybe it's like red meat or something. I don't know, something weird. Um, blood pudding just sounds like right. a pasty, right. mushy mess. Right. Just, that doesn't sound yeah. fun to me, um, but right, uh, it was definitely worth it. It was good. It was we have good. turned this uh, podcast into engineering so, food. I apologize. <laughs> kind, of, kind of got on a tangent there, but you know that's all right. <laughs> it, 
southern southern cuisine to me and yeah. I will obviously Nate too is you know something that we both love. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been because it's like um, as long as I've been down here, I've been trying not to have something normal. Right. So like obviously Chick Fil A because because yeah. why not well, Chick Fil A? Yeah. Um, and same with Waffle House. I don't have one of those, mm-hmm. so you know breakfast is normal. But Boudin crawfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been drinking nothing but local beers other than this Bud Light, but that's mm-hmm. just because there was a corner store. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been trying to hit everything else that's not not normal, but it's a. Uh, I like Southern food so far. I'll say at least. And here's the thing: so tomorrow is my last full day in Texas. I am mm-hmm. not getting on an airplane until I have barbecue. I was gonna. I was just about to say you better have some barbecue. You bet. Yeah. Like that's they're known for the Texas barbecue. So if I don't have barbecue before I leave, uh, you have the right to like punch me in the face next time you see me. Okay. Because that's fair. Um, I would be an idiot for leaving Texas first time and not having barbecue. Mm-hmm. That it's like a dumb move. Oh, yeah. Sacrilegious blasphemy. Yeah. It really is. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you've been doing? I know my, I sounds like my time has been a lot more fun than yours, eh, but, uh, I mean, we, you know, just the typical work grind. Um, it's kind of a slow time, uh, just because of the consulting world, February, January, February, March tends to be on the slower side. Um, is it because of cold but, weather? Just because, yeah, cold year? weather. Cause you know, construction starts to slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's nobody that needs any reporting done. Like, um, require yeah regulatory wise they don't need any reports done um, gotcha a lot of i mean it's just a lot of reviewing before the actual construction starts right now um but oh okay okay starting in march though we have uh, a lot of air pollution reporting to do we got a lot of um, construction that's gonna be happening in the towns that we're engineers for um so that's gonna be interesting to see uh we're raising up a uh a 500,000 gallon water tank. So like what happened with the water tank um, is they built the surveyors, whoever did it, did it wrong. Right. Okay. So uh, the elevation is wrong. And do you, I don't know, do you know how a water, a water distribution system works based off of gravity? I mean, not nearly as well as you. Yeah, I know yeah, water that, gets moved around okay. through pipes. There's tanks involved. There's something else. It's right. underground. Well, the that's point it. of the that's tanks is, is like the point of the tanks is like a flow equalization basin where, you know, so there, if there's spikes in the, in the flow from, you know, people you doing whatever, um, mm-hmm. then it's not going to affect the pumps that are supplying the tanks and also get pressurizes the system. Oh, okay. So they have to be the correct height to like, the well to within a foot roughly gotcha um to get the correct uh psi into all the homes so the issue was that the surveyor somehow this professional surveyor screwed up and was off by about five feet which is a really big deal for that kind of stuff so when they first tried to fill it up it overflowed and they they couldn't use the tank so Mm -hmm. now the all these new big developments are going in um they need the extra capacity uh, le- legally wise for fire protection um, and just in general too, because you can't run a system that, that, that tight where you don't have you, it's a bit, it's a fairly sized town, but it's the fastest growing town in like the Chesapeake Bay area, um, which is a pretty big deal. And it's just, it's growing pains. It's, it's bad. So what they actually have to do is um, they have to bring in these multi-ton, uh, cranes like three or four of them and then lift up this 500,000 wow. gallon tank 
put in a new riser section of about five feet and then set it back down and uh, put it back into service, which is, you know, it's about a $400,000, $300,000 job or, or more, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, the taxpayers, fortunately, the taxpayers aren't paying. Yeah. Or- um, it's the people who screwed up is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be an interesting one. That's given us a lot of hassle um, just because of legal issues, but at the same, on the same side of things, it's going to be pretty cool because you don't see those, every, don't see those happen every day because usually surveyors don't screw up that bad. You know, if it's within a foot, okay, that's doable, whatever, no big deal. Um, but five feet, that's, that's a pretty bad deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, so speaking of, speaking of water though, so this is not nearly as engineering or as, you know, as much as you're going to dive into, but, uh, Hurricane Harvey hit through Texas not too long ago. And I got one of the guys that we were interviewing for the documentary has a church down here. Um, and they, we did the interview in the middle of them doing renovations because uh, they were showing us pictures and kind of walking through. It was kind of weird, but they had up to five feet of water just throughout their entire building. And we were talking about the the town and stuff. Cause apparently this one got hit pretty hard where everything's like four and a half feet under five feet under um, you know, and they were telling me how everything's designed. Cause it's like, there's tons of bayous down here. Right. So we were driving through Houston and they have this interstate system, which is kind of, uh, there's this one section that's kind of like, uh, 787 and 90 in Albany where you got all those roadways on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it was the same thing where if you're driving over the top one and you look down, not the bottom road, but like the layer above you. So like the, the middle section of uh, highway ramps mm-hmm. was completely underwater. Right. In downtown just, Houston. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely it's, crazy how much wa- how much rain they got it, because the, the hurricane just oh, sat yeah. over them. It's just like. Yeah, uh, that's what they were saying because he, he, uh, he stayed in town for a while and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're only supposed to get this much. Like, you know, even he was saying, you know, uh, 20 something inches of water isn't a big deal for Texas because they get flooding all the time. So like, that's not right. a huge deal. Yeah. It's when, when the hurricane sat there and just dumped and dumped and dumped, they were like, Oh, Oh crap. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. At that point, you, anything that you ever design is never, because you know, we design for, you know, hundred year flood situations max. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even, even I, I didn't know this. Um, the Houston highway system mm-hmm. or the highways around Houston. Mm-hmm were designed to help prevent flooding. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. It's supposed to like the way it's weighed, it's supposed to contain water better. I mean, do you know how they do that? Because that, I don't even know how you would even approach that. How does a highway help protect against flooding? I mean, depending on where the highway is, it could be used as like a berm essentially where they, it'll stop the water from going any further past it if it's raised up high enough. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so then it, it kind of like makes a certain area into a flood basin and then it'll contain all the water into that area. Um, and then the other gotcha. area will yeah. have better drainage or whatever. Um, so it'll yeah, stop that makes like, sense. you know, you're going to get some tide tidal, uh, flooding also with a hurricane situation. So you got water mm-hmm. coming in. Um, and then if it hits the highway, then it'll hopefully stop. I mean, you'll still get flooding on the other side of the highway just from rain, but it'll stop right. that tidal flooding and, you know, kind of gotcha mitigate any further damage um i mean a big gotcha. thing in delaware because it's the highest point in delaware is like geez, uh 40 feet above sea level 
you know, they, the highest they, point of Delaware. Yeah. Or, well, not oh. the high, I mean the Southern area, it's about 40 feet. The highest point is 90 oh, wow. feet. <laughs> um, it's a, it, like the highest point is called iron hell, I believe in Delaware. <laughs> and that's up towards the, where Pennsylvania, Maryland and Delaware all meet. Um, and you can see it like for a while, like a good distance away, you can see the hill. But then gotcha. past that, though, it's just, you know, it's just all flat, pure flat. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's really wow. interesting. Just, to, it, just the difference. Because whenever I go, uh, whenever I come up to visit New York, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, hills. Thank God. You know, finally. You know, yeah. Feel, hills everywhere, turns everywhere. Just, I know. It feels it's all. It feels better. But yeah. 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 So what do they, I mean, what do they do in Delaware for the flooding? Like, I mean, it's it, kind of hard cause you don't really have much elevation to play with. Um, route one I know is elevated a bit higher than the surrounding areas that it serves. Um, route one is like the main artery to Delaware. Okay. Gotcha. Route one and route 13, but route one is the newer, it's a highway. Um, but I mean, past that though, you can't really do terribly much because if you're going to get hit by a hurricane, you're going to get hit and it's just going to, you know, it's not going to be fun. So, yeah. I mean, we design for the maximum hundred year flood situation, but a hurricane isn't a hundred year flood. That's more like a 500 year or thousand year flood situation. And that's just impossible to design for. But now when you say design, like, uh, cause like base, I mean, Based off what you know, the type of jobs you do, what mm-hmm. what type of stuff are you designing to prevent floods? Well, t- well, I personally I don't design, but like, um, oh, okay, you're just saying in general. Well, yeah, like I I do check uh, stormwater calculations. Um, so like, oh, they'll have, okay, yeah. they'll have like uh, a new, um, I don't know, like a new target or something going in for every uh, impermeable surface, like asphalt or roof or you know be concrete they're supposed to have um where the water is supposed to where the water is going to go you know so it doesn't all just sit okay. and then it has to drain into yeah. a certain area and then it can't flood and uh for a 25 year storm which it's not a storm that ha- it's it's weird it's a probability chance essentially so um gotcha is what the 25 year storm is or 10 year storm something like that um but yeah, gotcha. that, that's what that's all you can design for, and that's just rain events, you know. Um, like we had a decent a decent amount of rain in the past week, so I mean the water table is going to come up, and then it's going to be harder to drain stuff, and um, it kind of it kind of makes it harder for everything to drain. But I mean, we still have to make it so then it can drain out and not have flooding everywhere. Essentially, yeah, yeah, that's always the problem. Yeah. But with a situation like Houston, though, there's no nothing you can do. I mean, unless you're like right next to the sea, um, next to the Gulf. Sorry, yeah. and, and you know, like a situation like Louisiana, where you have the um, the levees uh, mm-hmm. and the dams. Yep. You know that yep. you know it, they broke during Katrina, obviously, because they, right. um, the, you know, they didn't design for a Katrina situation. So now they take that as an engineering. Um, kind of lesson and work from there mm-hmm. gotcha yeah yeah but that's the only thing that you can really do to prevent more flooding than already is happening with a hurricane gotcha yeah how does yeah. all this too uh i mean you know i know you work with this how does the the flooding and everything come into play 
um, when you have to deal with like, uh, you know, usable water, like water, drinking water, stuff like that. How does, mm-hmm. you know, how does, I mean, how do you factor it, that? It's in? good to recharge the, um, the water table. Um, cause a lot of times, you know, farmers will use it up. And then if you don't have a decent amount of rain for a while, then the water table starts to drop and then it gets harder to get water out of the ground and then you know we don't really have situations like that in delaware just because um, you have the ocean right there so then Mm -hmm. just by um, pressure of the ocean forcing the water through the soil it'll go get into the water table that way so inland a bit more of an issue but like past that though not really now that's where you're looking at the midwest Um, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be issues with uh, water table recharge which is a big issue right now for underneath the Midwest is just one big aquifer, one big underground lake. Um, And it's getting depleted by all the farmers. And if they don't have enough rain, then it gets even more depleted. And then they have to give you permits for how much water you can use. And that's just a whole big situation. So that's why you definitely want to try and um, reclaim as much water as possible, wastewater and whatnot. Um, And and, in like drought situations, like what uh, was happening in South Africa, um, that's some that they could use a wastewater recla- uh, reclamation where they take human wastewater or wastewater of any sort and make it drinkable. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting process. Yeah, how's that process like I in mean, terms of like the uh, the infrastructure for the town? Like, how does that? I mean, it's, how do you how do you build that in? Like, it's a, is- it's expensive, um, but you can definitely build mm-hmm. it in. Yeah, that's it's just a, a bit more of a lengthy process to. Uh, to process the wastewater and put it into reusable water. Um, yeah, and like from a from from me not being an engineer like you are with this stuff, is it like to dumb it down? Is it essentially like just a way to have like a giant filter on the wastewater? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. Um, okay. There's a lot of chemical processes that happen from start to finish. Oh, when okay. You do wastewater to yeah. um, drinkable water process. Um, a lot more that has to happen if you're just doing wastewater and then you're just dumping it into a stream, um, a lot more has to happen. Because if you dump it into a stream, it's it doesn't have to be drinkable by any by any means. It just has to be uh, good gotcha. enough for the for fish and wildlife and aquatic plants, um, and to not kill the oh, okay not kill the eco- ecosystem there. Um, so that is that a. I didn't know that was a thing. So like mm-hmm. when, when towns and stuff try to, to recycle this water, they can either say, Hey, send it back for, for humans to drink or just send it into, to a stream or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. And like they and they could also use it for, um, strictly fire, uh, protection purposes. Like, um, I know, in, oh, okay. um, where I live, there's, <clears throat> they have some purple, I believe it's purple. It's either purple or silver, uh, fire hydrants, which denote that it's reclaimed wastewater, which means you can't drink it. It's not treated to the specifications of drinking water, but it's good enough to use for fighting a fire, you know? Um, gotcha. so you can use, I've never seen a hydrant other than red. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, and there's different ways to denote it. There's like a whole, um, system that they use. Like, um, if the cap, like the top part of it is like a certain color, then, it, uh, that's the flow. Um, like a red flow, huh. it means like it's a thousand gallons per minute, and, th- and green, I think, is like five hundred. I forget. There's a whole book on it, and then there's you Jeez. know different colors of the actual hydrant are mean different things. So, Interesting, yeah. But yeah, you can use wastewater in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of times it just gets dumped back into uh, the ecosystem, um, and that's why you have federal permits that regulate 
what how much gets dumped in and um gotcha. the chemical okay. limitations of what gets dumped basically yeah <clears throat> but, gotcha yeah i didn't know all that mm-hmm. i didn't know that uh like i knew water got you know recycled and all that but i didn't know to what extent and i definitely didn't know that the color fire hydrants made a difference oh yeah it, it's there's a lot of uh there's a there's actually a lot of combinations you can have that's we always have to like check you know oh well if it's this flow then is it gonna be the correct color you know when we're checking plants but yeah is it's, it different by state or is it kind no, of just like it's everyone a, follows <clears throat> the same rules there's a um, it's called the NFPA, I believe, National Fire Protection Association, um, where they actually it's a it's like a standard that it's not that states um, adopt by just putting it into their law. Um, so they just say, oh, refer- we reference this um, this rate, this standard. So then therefore it's part of our law. So you have to follow it. Um, that's how it happens. There, there's a lot of things like that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, civil engineering, um, where it's not like an actual state standard, but they just there's just some standard company or organization out there that makes all these standards, and then states adopt it. So. Oh, gotcha. So it's not it's not happens. a government owned standard. It's just some company was like, hey, this is how you should do it. Everyone should follow this, and the state has right. the option to be like, hey, we follow this standard. Yeah, because because most do. Um, and there's like certain standards for there's we, there's water standards for um, the Great Lakes, uh, the greater Great Lakes region that there's mm-hmm. like 10 states that uh, it's called 10 state standards. And then only those 10 states created it. But then like Delaware or Maryland, they're not part of those 10 states that created the standard, but they adopt it in by reference. So got it. Therefore, it's they're they're looking at it for regulations, um, but a lot of times, so that Got doesn't it. matter because towns they have their own regulations for water and wastewater, so right. it makes it easier. <laughs> That's for sure. Because a lot of times you have to go all these all these different places. Oh, so is there water service line the as big as it should be, or is there storm drain as big as it should be? Is the correct um, materials this or that that kind of deal. Wow, I did not yeah. know this much went into it. Like I should have figured. Oh, it's, like it's it's, it's, it's major it's major infrastructure, drainage, water. Mm-hmm. You know the amount of chemicals that are in there. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I can't yeah, I mean, There's so many chemicals that go into your water, but they're all safe amounts because the uh, the um, yeah the EPA regulates how many how much is allowable in your water. You know. Yes. Yeah, so just uh, so just curious when when these uh, these chemicals go in the water, at what phase does it does it happen? So, like, does everything um, come back to depends. one spot and then get pushed back out? Um, well, like they – so, like, a typical process would be they have wells um, okay. for a town water treatment plant. They put bring the wells in, and then they put um, some chemicals into it to uh, create these flocks of dirt. They're, uh, mm-hmm. they're called flocks. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, like, they're little dirt balls, and then they'll settle all of the um, – uh, the non, yeah, the suspended solids, um, out of the water, uh, okay. now, and that won't get your dissolved solids, but you get the suspended solids, which is the good bunch of the crap that you don't want in your water. Um, past that though, then you're going to put it through sand filtration, which will get the dissolved solids out of it, which includes, you know, your algae, your, um, uh, your different, um, viruses that are in there, it could be in there, um, different, um, 
just organisms, living organisms that are in the water that you don't want. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And then we'll hit it with uh, some chlorine, gas, chlorine, um, chemical, liquid chemical, or hit it with UV or a combination of both. Because um, UV will actually inactivate any uh, bad organisms that are in your water. So then it's safe to drink. You're still drink. You're still drinking the organisms, but they're not going to do anything to you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, which, which is kind of uh, it's kind of weird for some people to think about. It. It's like, oh, I'm drinking organisms, but they're not going to do anything to you. You don't see them, you know. So yeah. All right, another water question for you because this is actually something mm-hmm. that's uh, that's in my town right now. So um, I've been noticing lately. So I mean, Marissa and I we buy a a giant like five gallon jug of water, and that's what we drink out of and use. Um, why? But <laughs> honestly, why though? Because she likes cold water, man. So just it goes in the fridge, and it's just yeah. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, get married, you'll figure okay. it out. Um, <laughs> uh, but either way, yeah, yeah. Either way, when I turn the uh, the tap on and get like a mm-hmm. glass of water out of the sink, it's kind of foggy, like white foggy, mm-hmm. and then after a while, it settles. Mm-hmm. What is that? Just bubbles, really. I really, because it's like it's almost like there's something in it. Like it's really white. Right, but then it goes away, right? Yeah, after like 30, 60 seconds. Yeah, I mean those are those are bubbles. I mean it could be – Is it like a water pressure thing or is it a uh... – Yeah, it could be water. I mean do you, you're on city water I'm assuming, right? I am on city water. I'm also in an apartment yeah. building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it could be – there's a lot of turbulence in the uh, – in how your piping gets to your tap. That um, like there's a lot of 90 degree bends that creates turbulence yep. in the water. And then that will actually, that will create bubble, like mini bubbles in the water. Um, oh, you know, like effervescent tabs that you put into water yep. for whatever reason, same, same idea, basically, you know, there's, right. there's okay. tiny little bubbles kind of looks like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost fizzy. Yep. Right. Yes. So it could be yep. that, but um, yeah, that's the only really thing I could, th- I think it could be, I, I, I really don't know, but yeah, just just yeah. tell her to give Britta. Honestly, come on now. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's so much cheaper. Come on. Like, yeah, it really is. No, nah, it's fine. I don't mind getting the water. It's uh, it's you know, it's not that expensive. I know, but like still, you pick and choose your battles, man. That's cool. All, that's all of fair, this one's fire. Yeah, I'll it's water. That, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I just drink beer anyway, so it's not like a huge huge deal. You save water, drink beer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Or just Bud Light, the and then you, get, then you get the best of both. Exactly. <laughs> I prefer Miller Light personally, but you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a higher class of water. Thank you. For okay. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Do you have anything uh, else in the in the world of water that we might be missing? I know I've been uh, asking mm-hmm. probably some pretty dumb questions in terms of how this stuff yeah. works, but I mean, for computer engineers, they don't know any of this. So I, I get that. Yeah. Electrical engineers, they don't know anything. Yeah. About this. Um, Flint's still happening. <laughs> I'm sure you haven't heard about that. But I yeah, haven't. Flint is still happening. Which what is Flint? What is this? <clears throat> Flint, Michigan. I'm. I thought, I'm sure you've heard of it. If oh, actually, I have. How long it. has this been going on? Like a few years, oh, right? God, a few years. Yeah, because it's bureaucracy that's holding it back. Yeah. Um, so when believe all it, or it not, is is. So real quick, what, just a just side note. Yeah. So if this has been a few years, and I think I know what you're talking about. So I think uh, I think you know this. My my last job, 
I worked for a facilities maintenance company and we do, we do right. water filters for, for a customer of ours. Um, yeah, we, uh, so we have a, a customer in Flint, Michigan where this is happening. Um, and we have to give them filters a lot more often than normal. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. th- uh, they were talking to a couple other people in town and our filters are the only ones that makes the water pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It, they, it all depends they on have, what kind of filtration you use. Yeah, they we build uh, or they they do now. I'm not part of them now, but they build their own custom right. water boards. So when mm-hmm. when Flint had this problem, they actually remade a, a board for them with like different types of filters, different types of flows, all this mm-hmm. other stuff to where where it works a lot better now. But yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I'm remembering yeah. all this. All right, go ahead, and, continue. And the big the biggest issue is is that like all they need is more chemicals in the water. As bad mm-hmm. as, as bad as that sounds, right. what they need is more chemicals. Right. <clears throat> because it's just unbalanced. Like, the right? issue is right. And it's the lead piping too, this old lead piping where mm. there could be lead piping. Um, many places in America, there is lead piping actually. But what we do is actually add a uh, polymer substance, polymer, liquid polymer substance to it, to the water, which then coats the inside of the pipe and then protects any water from touching lead. So you then guys, you're not getting any lead leaching into that. Yeah, you guys don't use lead piping now, right? That's just old stuff. It's not going. No, we forward. don't. We we're in, we don't install that anymore. But it's still an issue with right. um, older stuff when you're connecting. Right with older houses, how they connect to the water main is usually through lead piping. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <coughs> gotcha. And the homeowner doesn't want to pay for that to get it, it um, pulled out. Mm-hmm. and fixed because you know it's not hurting them because we had polymer you know so yeah. it's between that and the disinfection process that they have it's just bad and it's just it was money and politics that's all it was and but unfortunately michigan is just so slow about it but yet people still don't have water you know yeah that's crazy yeah, it's just it's yeah. just ridiculous that's been going on for a while. And then you see and then you see like the lead levels were like I forget how high they were, but they were way, way above what the EPA is allowed. Yeah. Um in water systems. So if it's if it's if it's just a in in your opinion, if it's just a, a chemical thing that they need, you said it's just the mm-hmm. government that's really holding them up? Because it doesn't sound like if it's just if it's a chemical thing, it doesn't sound like a long implementation to get it done. Well, also their facilities too are pretty old and they're you know, they don't they haven't really they haven't really upgraded the facilities long enough in, mm. or quick enough gotcha. to okay. be able to put in these chemicals. And um, it's also their source is pretty bad too <coughs> uh, with the water. Where I believe it's from the river. It used to be from like the Great Lakes or something. I forget where it was from. But they switched the source and then the chemicals that they were, were using for the old source didn't work for the new source. And they're just like, oh, oh, well, too bad. Who cares? You know. Gotcha. So they basically switched sources, but didn't bother to check if the same chemicals would work or if they, okay. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And this has been, that's, mm-hmm. I can't believe it's the same, the same part of Michigan yeah. I were thinking of. Cause I mean, I've, I've been at this company for over, over a year, but I remember, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been going on since we were in high school. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Oh yeah. I probably high school. I think either for high school or freshman year college. I forget which one, but it's been going on for that long. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. And they have to live off of bottled water for their kids. <laughs> they have yeah. to bathe in bottled water because their babies will get lead poisoning if they don't oh, bathe wow. them in bottled water. 
Wow. <clears throat> because of how babies are so sensitive. To right. Of course. Stuff, so. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead and mercury. Yeah. I mean, I but, feel like it's safe not to. I mean, I, I feel like it's a good call not to bathe your kid in, in lead and mercury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's totally safe. Obviously. Yeah. Totally safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, anything else with water? I think that's no. all we got. Yeah, I'm sure we'll obviously be talking about this more because this is part of my daily life now. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I was taught this in school, but now this is part of my daily life that's... looking at water and wastewater systems. And I'm sure you didn't even know how the, the third of what went into it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Like I knew yeah. I know some, but I'm not I'm not in it. I don't know mm-hmm. enough about it. I know right. no, I, you know, I know there's water that comes out of the tap when I open it and I know it gets flushed somewhere. <laughs> That's what most people are. Yeah. Oh, look, water. And then they just go, water goes away when they flush it. Yeah, know, I know. Better. Like I've dug up septic tanks. I've done my installations of septic tanks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not totally out of it. But once it mm-hmm. hits the city, I'm, I'm lost. I got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. And we'll have a, we'll have a uh, computer episode here too where – I, I play the noob and <laughs> don't know anything about computers. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about coding. I know Python, and that's that's about it. That's all right. Python's still <laughs> but, still good, better than what I learned in college. I mean, but uh, yeah, uh, for this week, this is Nate. This is Rick. Thanks for listening. <laughs>